Hey everybody, welcome to today's Take Heart. Hope you're doing well. Um, Mike and I are not always the best at coordinating, but we often find ourselves speaking on the same subjects anyway. And uh, I want to continue what he started just the other day where he was talking about death and resurrection. And really just ask the question, what is a Christian approach to death and resurrection? The first thing to say is that death is an enemy and it should not be underestimated. Paul says in 1 Corinthians um, chapter 15, verse 26, the last enemy to be destroyed is death. What that tells us is that the Christian view of death is that it is not a native inhabitant of our world. It's an intruder. It's an enemy. And um, if we haven't had much exposure to death, maybe perhaps because we've, we've not known many people who have been close to us who've died, we can tend to underestimate the challenge that losing people involves or the challenge that facing our own mortality can involve. Um, there was a Christian leader who was, who was really, really prominent in the church in the UK during the 70s and the 80s, and he was a guy called David Watson. I often uh, still listen to his talks or, or read his books because they're incredible uh, and incredibly helpful. And he was diagnosed in his 50s with cancer, a battle that ultimately he ended up losing. And in his book, Fear No Evil, he writes of some of his journey, his story of wrestling with cancer and the challenges that posed for him. And here's one really honest passage from the book. The worst times for me, this is during his battle with it, were at two or three o'clock in the morning. I had preached the gospel all over the world with ringing conviction. I had told countless thousands of people that I was not afraid of death since through Christ I had already received God's gift of eternal life. For years I had not doubted these truths at all, but now the most fundamental questions were nagging away insistently, especially in those long hours of the night. If I was soon on my way to heaven, how real was heaven? Was there anything more than a beautiful idea? What honestly would happen when I died? Did God himself really exist at all? How could I be sure? Indeed, how could I be certain of anything apart from cancer and death? I literally sweated over those questions on many occasions. I woke up with my pyjamas bathed in cold sweat. Never before had my faith been so ferociously attacked. He's incredibly honest there, and I found that incredibly comforting. Because it's a reminder to me that when I'm struggling, if I'm facing losing somebody that I care about or you know, when the time comes for myself, um, that that's okay to struggle, that that's normal, that I'm in the company of people who've gone before me, who've loved God with all of their lives and still found facing their own death incredibly, um, incredibly challenging. I'm in the company of the psalmists who ask questions, of Job who ask questions, of Lamentations which is full of questions. I'm in the company of people who've been following God, um, whether in recent years or thousands of years ago, it's okay to find it hard because death is an enemy. Second thing that we see in the scripture is that there is a mystery to suffering. And there are answers, and we're going to come on to maybe just some of the things that can help us, but before we rush on to that, there is a mystery that has to be embraced. C.S. Lewis um, once said that when we get to heaven, our first word in heaven will be the word, oh, with an air of, now I understand. Oh, now I get it. 
And there are some things, you know, if you look back in, in hindsight, you, you didn't understand what God was doing in the moment, but now you do with the benefit of looking back. And yet there are other things that I'm not sure we'll ever really understand in this lifetime. And yet when we see him face to face, we will. There's an element of mystery of not understanding always what God is up to. One of the great stories of Jesus encountering and dealing with death comes in John chapter 11 with his friend Lazarus who, who dies. And one of the things in the story that I've never quite understood is, is that when the sisters of Lazarus send word to Jesus that, you know, the one you love is, is dying, he stays where he is for two more days. And ultimately, in the meantime, Lazarus ends up dead. Why didn't Jesus come when he was called? And there are, there are questions, you know, there are explanations you can use from the passage that help you wrestle with that. But really, there is still, I think, an element of mystery to it. And with suffering, there will always be a place of embracing the mystery. Not, not entirely, um, but at least in part. Third thing that I think helps is that although uh, death is not to be underestimated and there is a mystery sometimes to suffering, also, what do we know? And again, from the story of Jesus and Lazarus, there are a few, there's so many things that we do know. Here's one of them. Jesus, when he returns to Bethany, um, he finds a situation, obviously, it's pretty bleak. He walks in in the middle of a funeral. Funerals in those days went on for um, kind of about 30 days. The first week particularly was very intense. And he, he wanders in th halfway through the first week of the funeral and meets Martha and, and the other Jews who are there weeping um, and grieving. And what happens is we're told that Jesus is racked with emotion. He's deeply troubled by it. And the words um, in the Greek are incredibly kind of strong, evocative words. They literally convey this, this picture of Jesus, our saviour, shuddering and shaking with emotion, with anger, with rage, with grief, with indignation at the suffering of his friend Lazarus and at the suffering of um, those who are there to grieve Lazarus's passing and he goes to the tomb and he just he weeps at the tomb and again there's there's like you know if you know the story you know that he goes on to raise Lazarus from the dead so why not just go triumphantly to the tomb and just call Lazarus forth why why sit in the grief but that speaks to us of what our God is like he comes to enter into our grief into our pain he did that when he went from the throne of heaven to literally the cradle um, that, that was like the animal trough and then ultimately the cradle of the tomb. He came to enter into our pain and our suffering. I love that when I'm going through what feels like the dark night of the soul and all you want to do is cry and weep and shout and get stressed and, and express that pain, I love that my saviour can say to me, I get it. You know what, Andy? I understand. I've been there. It's not that he understands in the way that God knows everything. It's that he understands firsthand because he's suffered too. He's wept too. He's been bereaved too. He's died too. So he gets it. So that's one of the things that we know. And another thing that we know is if he's with us in it, he's also going to bring us through it. Because what happens next is a big deal. Jesus goes to the tomb he gets the stone moved and then he speaks to Lazarus. And I love verse 44 of John chapter 11. Even just the first half of the sentence is my favourite, one of my favourite verses in scripture. It just says, the dead man came out. <laughs> 
It must have been comical if you weren't, like, f jaw on the floor, astonished. The dead man came out. Lazarus comes out still wrapped up in all the grave clothes. He must have been hopping. I don't know how he moved his feet, but he, the dead man came out. We believe that we will rise from the dead. And um, that's, that's not something that we want to take lightly either. Jesus is the, the one who brings about the great reversal. And I have to remind myself of the goodness of God, but also the power of God, that he can bring dead people back to life. That means there's no challenge that I can face. There's no challenge I can possibly face in my lifetime. No challenge I can possibly face today that he isn't, he isn't powerful enough and good enough to help me with. And when it comes to the end and I'm facing my own death, or when it's coming to the point where I'm having to hand over those people that I love most in the world to his care, I can trust that I put them into the hands of the one who is powerful enough to bring them back from the grave. This is part of our approach and it gives us concrete hope. Death is an enemy not to be underestimated. There is a mystery to suffering, but here's what we know. He's with us in it and he will bring us to the other side of it.